All right, good morning, church. It's good to see everybody. All right. You know, usually I'm in the first service, and I don't get to see some of you guys who come to the second service often. So, good morning. And good morning to all of you for first-time visitors in the, uh, who are online. Uh, I'm Lawrence Batangin, and I'm one of the leaders here in the church. And before we start, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this beautiful morning that you blessed us to, for us to have. Father God, we just pray your anointing upon our service. Anoint the words that's coming out of my mouth and anoint your words so that we can be encouraged and so that our faith in you can increase. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Back in the 1940s or 50s, there was this German scientist who wanted to do an experiment on rats. He wanted to see how long can these rats swim and survive before they drown. So he put them in a pool of water, of circling water, and they would, they would uh, swim about one to two hours before they drown and die. So he got another set of rats, put them in there, and let them swim. Then right before the thresholds, before they were to drown and die, he, he rescued them, pulled them out of the water, dried them up, and let them rest. Then after they got the rest, he put the rats back into the water. And then, after the, the rats were swimming, they, were, they passed the one hour. They were swimming way past what he expected. They swam for about over 40 hours. And w- what he concluded was, when the rats felt and know how being rescued is, and know uh, how they got rescued, they can persevere, and they can cling on to hope that they will, re- they will be rescued again. So the point of the story is, when you feel and taste the hope that, that you can be rescued you can cling on to that hope and that you can keep on persevering. It doesn't matter what circumstance that you're in. If you cling on to that hope, you can, you, that there's victory and that you know that you'll be de- delivered. So uh, what I want to encourage you is to put your hope. Put your hope in Jesus. Put your hope in God and put your faith in Him because He will be there to help, help you and deliver you. And when, uh, and when you do that, when you taste and see that the Lord is good, th- that you want more of Him in your life. In the natural, when we taste, when we sample food, and it tastes good, what would you want? You more. You want more of it. You want to have it. Now, if I were to tell you the story, like the rats died after one hour, and that's that's the end of the story. Good story? No, <laughs> right? So, uh, if I were to keep on telling you testimonies and stories after stories of death, despair, depression, anxiety, and sin, I'm not breathing hope into you. I'm breathing like like. Hopelessness. And the Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, what, uh, uh, what I want to encourage you is to change the way you think. When you change the way you think, you're aligning your thoughts with the Bible. And, and you renew your mind in your heart. You renew your mind of your heart, which is a place inside made of beliefs. Made of attitudes and responses. And when you do, God will change your life. So the key thing to have faith is to believe that whatever you're putting your faith in has to have integrity. That whatever you put your money in, would that bank keep my money safe? Would they, would they, would they do what they say they, that company would do or the clinic? Or would that babysitter, would they keep my child safe? If you can put your faith and hope in them that, that who has integrity, then you can trust them. Now let's take it a little higher. Let's put our faith into God. He's the God that cannot and will not lie. He says what he, he will do. He's the God of miracles. He loves you. He cares for you. 
that's where we can put our faith and trust him. Just look at the life of Jesus. When you see, when you see Jesus, you see the will of the Father. And Jesus said himself, if you, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So you can trust and have faith in him. You can have faith with him for your health, your relationships, for protection, and with your finances. And that, that leads us into our, uh, our, the closing of our, our series about giving and offering. And we'll go into Mark 12, 41. It's about the widow and her offering. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put large amounts. Then the poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor, woman, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has to live on. Excuse me. So you can see Jesus had a plan. You know, when Jesus does things, he, he, he does things with an intention. So he doesn't want to just sit there in the, by the box just for, because there was an open seat there. He had a purpose. So when he sat there, and he, he, want, he wanted to point out, point out this woman, this widow. And just keep in mind, when, wherever Jesus goes, there's a following. He has crowds. And when he's talking here, he's not just talking about to, to his 12 disciples. He's talking to the, the people that's in the, in, in the congregation. He's talking to the Pharisees. There's like a thousand, like, I don't know, uh, a lot of people. So he wanted to point that out, and he wanted everyone to hear. So when he's pointing out the, the, about the woman here, he had, he had a great plan. And he knows everything about her. Just like how he knows everything about the woman in the well with all those husbands. He knows this woman's heart, the widow. And he had a plan for, for, uh, 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 to talk about her. And he, uh, and he would hear all of her prayers because he's God. And let, let's go back about how women were treated in that era. Women who, who were treated in that era, they, they were, low, they were uh, low, low, low class. They were low in the social status. Uh, they were looked down upon. And they, they didn't have much respect. Now, she was a widow. And she was even lower, lower in status. Less respect. And if, if, a, uh, if, if, the person, if the woman's a widow, they need, she needed someone to take care of her. And, her, uh, and with, you know, she needed her husband. But since her husband has passed away, she needs to move into her father's house. That's if her father is still alive. If she, her father's not alive, then she had to go to her, her, her uh, adult son's home. That's if she had a, uh, an adult son. And this is why back in that era, sons were very important. And without them, she had no more resources. So you can see the character of Jesus in, in this story here. He wanted to redeem this woman. It's not all about offering, but also you see the heart of God. That he's such a redeemer, and he cares for people. Because if you think about it, you know, like how women are treated, looking low down upon. And I, I would think, it doesn't really say there, but this is how, how I would see this, uh, how people would be treating her and the, those rich people. Like, ah, oh, I, I could put more money than you. Look, let it here drop. And you're just dropping out two coins. Here, here, all he can hear, all my money going down. And they're probably mocking her, talking back about her. But God, God had a better plan. Jesus had a better plan. He wanted to, to uh, lift up this woman. And in the in scripture it says, in Matthew 23, 12, it says, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So he, he wanted to exalt this woman. He wanted to redeem this woman. And Jesus knows how much she gave. And let me uh, illustrate 
uh, with this passage as the people, uh, the rich people gave more than she is. Let me illustrate how that looks like in the natural. Let's say in the offering I gave $100. That sounds like a, like a, like a lot of money. It is a lot, of, a lot of money. But if I were to earn, uh, and if I had to have a surplus of $10,000, you know, that's aside when I put, pay all my bills, about uh, all the food and all the th- things I need for that month, and I had $10,000 extra, and only gave $100 in, in the offering, that's not much sacrifice. If you, oppose, uh, if you contra- uh, contrast it with the woman who gave everything she had, she gave $2. $2 versus $10, which is more, 100 yes, but what's, what is the worth? She gave everything she gave, everything she had, everything, while, while me, I only gave 100 and I have thousands of $9,000 left over, but she didn't have any. So that's the worth. So she gave more than I would, than the rich people in that case. So what does Scripture mean when she gave all that she had? She had faith in God. God was her husband. God is her provider, her security. Why would she give all that she had? Let's think about it. It doesn't really say in the Scripture there, but... This is, how, uh, this is what I think that how she is. Every time in her offering, when there's an offering, she'll always give everything. That's what I think. And how, how, how would that be? Because, you know, uh, she, this is her thoughts, and this is, her, this is what I think her thoughts are. Like, God, um, people always mock me. They think I'm poor. I only own the clothes in my, my I only own these clothes, own, and the bed I have. People put me down. I don't have a husband. I never had kids. But you, Lord, you always provide for me. You give me a warm place to stay. You always give me food on my table that, for me to eat. You protect me. I'm in this place. Everything I have, I owe it to you. So, Lord, I give you everything because I know that you will provide me again and again because you are faithful. This is the thought, this is what I believe her thought is, and that's how she can give everything she, get, everything she has. That's why she give it to God, because God will always give it back. This is what I, this is what I think about her. So she has faith. And her, she, does, uh, she doesn't just have faith in her prayers. She doesn't have faith in her faith. Her faith is in God. So her, uh, she, her faith is in the unfailing God, who, God who does not fail, and that God will always provide every time. So how, how, would, how would she know that God will always provide for her? She would hear stories. The stories of Moses, Abraham, Sarah, Esther. All those stories that, that she heard about who God is, she knows that God will provide because he is a provider. He protects he knows the character. She would know the characters of God. And that's how she could to cling on and know God will give her. And she has seen it in her life. And that's how she was able to do it again and again. In John, I'll show you another illustration of a person who has faith in God. In John chapter 4, verses 48 to 50 and, and 53. This is a story where uh, uh, a man comes up to Jesus and asks him to heal his son. So Jesus asks, Will you never believe in me unless you see the miracle, uh, miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said, about, uh, what Jesus said and started home. And he went home. And on his way home, his servant came and met him and said, Hey, your son is, li- your son is alive. Or your son is well. Then the father realized 
that, that was the very time when Jesus told them, your son will live. And he and his entire household believe in Jesus. So why would that man, how would, why would that man go to Jesus and ask him to come to his house and pray, for, uh, pray healing for his son? Because he knows that Jesus, he, he heard the stories of Jesus. He heard the stories that Jesus, everyone that, that, uh, that came to Jesus was healed. That's why he came to Jesus. That's how he would know that Jesus will heal his son. Because he had faith in, in Jesus. So hearing the testimonies brings faith. Remembering what God has done. Now, now we, uh, how does the Israelites, how did they get their faith? They remember the stories of what God has done in their life. And they, 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 they hear the law, they meditate on the Lord. Uh, they, they would hear the law, they would hear the word of God. And they, they, uh, they built alt, uh, altars. Like when the Israelites crossed over the Jordan River, the Lord said, build up an altar. Get 12 huge stones, build an altar for him. And why did they build the altar? Not just to worship the altar. It's to, to, to have a conversation piece to remember what God has done in their life. There's like, hey, get, uh, Dad, what, why is those bunch of rocks piled up like that? Oh, because that's to help us remember what God did in our life to help us cross over the Jordan River. What God did, he opened up the river so that we can walk on dry ground. Oh, wow, God did that? Yes, your God is a wonderful God and he loves us. That's why we're here. Oh, wow, that's an awesome story, Dad. And I love God. Yeah, good. Good job, son. All right, so, you know, that, that's why we would, uh, that's how they would uh, know the stories or get, the, uh, get to know God. So the testimonies. The testimonies of God are tools that equip us to walk in our purpose to demonstrate what he is like through the miraculous. First, they reveal the nature of God and how he does things, and he does things his way. Secondly, this awareness of, of who God is creates an expectation in our hearts, for God's ways to be manifested in our lives. The Hebrew root word in, in Hebrew, the, uh, the word testimony, it means do again. We just sang a song, do it again. And it's just, we, uh, Nicole or the worship team and I, we, they didn't know what the message is. So I believe this is a confirmation on what God wants us to know today. That God will do it again. The greatness of God, what he has done in your life, or, and what he has done, he'll do it again in your life. The things that, you, that you're contending for, God will do it for you. In the Bible, it says, the, uh, every record of God ha, uh, has done in generations past is a promise of what he will do again in our lives, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's in Hebrews. And in uh, Acts, it says, God is not a respecter of persons. And in Revelation, it says, the testimonies of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The prophetic anointing does not just declare what God wants to do, but also carries creative power to bring what is declaring into being. The testimony releases this anointing when we declare what God has done. It gives power, and the power is released to make that testimony happen again and again in the lives who hear it. If you, if you hear it, God would, if you hear those testimonies and you want something more and you want more in your life, God will do it again in your life. For your te- and in uh, Psalms 119, it says, for the testimonies are my meditation. When, 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 I, talk, when, I'm, when I mention here meditation, it's not about like new age meditation when you empty your mind and you just go, um, or you know, just think of just one word or whatever. Okay? That's not what a meditation is. Meditation is what you're thinking about. But, when you, when, when you have a hard circumstance in your life, 
relationship's bad, or financial's bad, or the car is broken, and you always think about those things, or, the, or you're, you have a grumpy boss, you always think about your grumpy boss or your grumpy t coworkers or you know, the person that, that said something bad about you, guess what you're doing? You're meditating. That's meditation. Meditating on the bad things. Change the way you're thinking. Let's think about the things that, that will help you. God's word, what God's promises are. The testimonies, think of those things. And that, that will help you come out, of that, uh, come out of that situation that you're in. Now, let me share a short testimony about how uh, uh, about finances and to give you, uh, give you hope. Uh, it's about my wife's family. When they first came to Guam, you know, with little money, didn't really know anyone here, no place to live, no, and my father-in-law my father didn't have a job. That's great faith, leaping out of faith, just coming to Guam. They didn't, even know, they didn't even know where Guam was. So, you know, they came out here anyway. And God opened up doors, gave them a place to stay, then, then God opened up a door for my father-in-law to have a job. Just a minimum wage job. Right? My father-in-law, he, he's an engineer. But he wasn't hired as an engineer. He was hired as something else, like a cook helper or something in the commissary. He was, he was, he was that. Okay? He worked in commissary in, in the base, I think. <laughs> anyway, so, but he had a minimum wage job. Then God opened up doors. They got to buy a house. They were, not, they were never in government assistance. And there, I was like... Dad, did you ever like uh, worry that you ever have uh, lack of food or you won't have money for to pay the bills? I said no. Like, like, how do you do that? I have faith in God. God has provided me to come here. God will always provide for me to to have enough. And and just look, he, you know, he shows. <laughs> you know, I look at his cupboard. The, there's the, the the covers are overflowing with food. This is how overflowing is the, in the cabinets. The, 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 the wood is drooping down because it's so heavy with all these foods. You know, that's how much they had. Minimum wage job. Never lacking anything. It's like, how do you do that? Just faith in, job, faith in God, faith in Jesus. Like, wow, that's such amazing. Now, I tell you that to encourage you. Now, when, and, and meditate on, on the good things of God. You know, uh, if you're someone who never experienced the, the, the miraculous or never experienced a miracle, and never saw anything like that, okay? Guess where you can find those miracles? It's in your Bible. Meditate on those things. You can claim, that, claim all those miracles as your own. And how do you do that? Be because God is your Father. All those stories are yours. Meditate on those. Remember those things. Then your, your faith increases. Faith is all about thinking differently. It's, it's about uh, taking God and His unconventional word that's why it's, it's hard to walk in faith. And, and it's so difficult. It's because when God asks you to do something, it, it makes no sense at all. Like in the Bible, it says, if you want to be first, you've got to be last. If you want to be a, if you want to be a leader, you've got to be a servant. If, if you want to live, you've got to die. And in, 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 uh, in, in the, uh, about our finances, if you want to receive, what do you got to do? got to give. We live in an upside-down kingdom. Like, wow, that don't, all that don't make sense. But, you know, uh, believe in that. And I'm going to go to the, uh, the lyrics of our songs. And if you don't have your testimonies, if you can't think of testimonies, remember the songs that we sang. <laughs> as, as I was sitting there, like, wow, this is a confirmation of what I'm talking about. 
And, and I wrote down some of those words. Keep this in your mind. Meditate on these things. It says, I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. No weapons formed against me shall, pro- shall remain. God is my victory. He is here. I'm a conqueror, co-heir in Christ. Knowing the battles, won. you have never failed me. This is my confidence. You have never failed me. You made, you made a way when there was no way. I will see you do it again. I will never forget. I will never forget. That's a key thing there. I will never forget. Remember that. Because how can we, how can we lose our faith? Because sometimes we would lose faith. You know, like, you'll, you'll be crying out to God, God, how, how, I don't have enough money to pay the bills. My, 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 my baby needs milk. We don't have, I, I don't have enough, um, you know, I, there's no food here. How can, I, how can I feed my family? Then God goes, God answers your prayer. Oh, yes, I got a miracle. Yes, thank you, God. Then next time, next month again, oh, Lord God, I forgot. I mean, Lord God, I, I don't have any more money. How are you going to provide for me? You forgot what God did for you the last month? You know, this, so how do we lose the faith? It's by forgetting. When, we, when you forget what God has done in your life. When you lose the conversations and you, you don't remember what God has done in your life, this is how we will lose our faith. And this is how uh, people will lose faith. Like, for example, the Israelites. When they went to, uh, from Egypt to the Promised Land, if you read the, the Old Testament, the story of the Exodus, they were like, God, deliver us. Deliver us. You know that song, right? Okay, all right. So they, God delivered them. They, went, they crossed an ocean, the Red Sea, dry and dry ground. They crossed over because the, the Egyptian army was about to kill them. All right, and then now they're going to Canaan, right? The, the Promised Land. Oh, man, I wish I was back in, 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 in Egypt. I wish I was a slave. Like, dude, you just walked on dry ground through an ocean. How could you not remember that? God provided, God protected you. Just imagine, right? We needed to go to Rhoda for some reason to be safe. Right? God said, okay, I'm going to... The, the Philippine Sea dried, open. God split it open. We went to Rhoda. Right? We're there. We're safe. Yay! Then we're like, man! You know, we have all these problems. Dude, we just forgot what happened to our life. And this is how we would, people would lose faith because they lose the conversation uh, of what God has done in your life. So the less time you keep your testimonies, the, less time you, 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 uh, the more times you forget, talk less about it, you lose your faith. Now, if I don't stay aware of God who invades the impossible, I will reduce my faith in God to my own human ability and my own strength to the things that I'm capable of doing and relying on, my, about, um, um, relying on myself. And in Mark 4.24, in the, in the passage, it says, Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, to, the, closer you listen the more understanding you'll be given, and you will receive even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. What are you watching? What are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with? And what are you guys talking about? What do you guys talk about when you hang out with those people? Does it breathe hope? Does it give encouragement? Or are you watching things that, you know, that, that discourages you? Are you watching depressing movies all the time? Depressing news? Then that's your fault. <laughs> Right? Oh, you know, the, the things that's going on in the news, man, and you feel discouraged, <laughs> that's on you. Sorry. Okay? But I want to give, give you encouragement. Okay, in Second Chronicles 20.20. 20. All right? 
That's a good word there, 2020. Okay? All right. Believe in the Lord your God. I want to, see, I want to show you these three different translations here. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Okay, in the beginning, it says, believe in the Lord, in the New King Version, NLT. Believe in the Lord. The NIV, a little bit different there. Have faith in the Lord your God, right? And then uh, in the, in, uh, it says, be established in the New King, uh, New King James. NLT, stand firm. NIV, you will be upheld. And when you do, when you believe, and you have faith, what will happen? You'll prosper. You'll succeed. You'll be successful. Who do you put your faith in? Put your faith in the Lord. God will deliver. He has done it before. He'll do it again. He will do it again. He's the God of the impossible. There's nothing impossible through him. He created the whole world. He loves you. He cares for you. He will not change. He still heals. He still provides. He still redeems. I'm going to tell a story about Lucy. And, and, and when we're in Punape, uh, Zarina, myself, Pastor Elmore, uh, uh, Cherry, and Ruth, we're all there, and, and Nario John. We're in Punape, uh, building the church there. And I went to my room to get my journal. Then our, our, uh, our, the housekeeper, she was there. And she says, hey, I love the way you guys, I, I, I heard you guys singing and worshiping. I love those songs. So beautiful. Right? So, oh, you know, we're here to build a church. And I want to bless you. Can I pray for you? Anything I want you to pray for? So, yes, pray for my hip. It, it hurts. There's a lot of pain. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't walk well. Oh, yeah? Okay. God will hold that. Like, really? Yes. God loves you. He cares for you. He's passionately pursuing after you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> like, totally. Okay. Then I prayed. God healed her just like that in their room. Check it. She was doing things she couldn't do before. She was so happy, like, wow. Then I, I told her about Jesus Christ. I, I, I told her the gospel. She accepted Jesus in her, in her life, right there in the, in the room. Then I told her, Sunday, we're, we're, we're going to have a Bible study. I would like you to come. Please come. Bring whoever you can, as much as you can. Then that Sunday, she brought her husband. Uh, I wish I could remember his name, but he had a Mike Trout jersey on him. It's like, so I'll just call him Mike Trout. <laughs> so he, he came in, his hand was frozen like this for years. No use of his hand. And, you know, I met him, talked to him, I prayed for him, prayed for his hand to be healed. Started to go, started to move his hand. Uh, the fourth, fourth time I prayed, full functioning. For years, he, was no, he had no function in his hand. And then he was, his, you know, he's moving it. Then throughout the Bible study, Nero, John, he goes, like this to me, like, what? What? Look, like, what? Then they go, like, throughout the whole time of our Bible study, the guy, his, the, uh, Lucy's husband, was so happy, just kept doing it with his hand throughout the whole time, the whole night. He accepted Jesus Christ as well there. I tell you that to encourage you that Jesus loves you, he cares for you, and he's there to provide and heal you. Now, th- let, let's take this to the, uh, uh, with the, with the finance. With the, just remember what the widow is. She is a perfect illustration of this uh, illustration of this verse about finance. Because God, you know, if you're showing through health and relationships and finance, just be encouraged. God will deliver you from that. And just love the Lord and go after him with all your heart. In Matthew 6, 31. Yeah, we're here. 631 to 34 says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? 
For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. The widow is a perfect illustration of this. She just trusts God with all of her heart, going after him with all of her strength. Jesus is a redeemer. He's a provider. And God does not go back on his word. And he cares for you. He loves you. Just like he, he blessed that widow, God will bless you as well. And he will provide all your needs. Just put your faith and trust into him. And, and lastly, uh, Black Friday. All right, we just had Black Friday. All the sales. They had good deals. Right? Uh, me, personally, we didn't go out, but I know there's good deals. Because that's how it is Black Friday, right? They have sales. And tomorrow, it's called uh, Cyber Monday. Also more deals, right? I want to tell you that the best deal that, that, that there is is Jesus Christ dying upon the cross for each and every one of you because he loves you, he cares for you, and he's passionately pursuing after you. That's the best deal ever. And, and, and who would want to turn down that deal? All you have to do is just believe in him and accept him as your savior and, and your sins are forgiven. That's the best deal. Like what? All you have to do is accept him and believe in him? Yes. Who would want to turn Turn down that deal. I don't know. I hope you don't. Okay. So I'm going to pray. And those of you who need to uh, 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 rededicate your life or want to uh, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay, uh, just go ahead and raise your hand right now, and I'll, we'll pray for you. Okay. And those of you online, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, yeah, I want to pray for you. And, and just pray. Just pray with me like this. Father, I'm sorry for my sins. And I believe in you, and I know that you died for me, and you died upon the cross for, for me because you love me. And I turn away from my sins and ask for forgiveness, and I turn to you right now, and I accept you in my life as my Lord and Savior. I thank you, God, that you have redeemed me because you love me. And I thank you, God, in Jesus' name, I pray. And you pray that prayer, all your sins are forgiven, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And if... And uh, there's another group of pr- uh, people I want to pray for. If, if you're, if you're uh, struggling with, uh, with uh, any health problems, just go ahead and put your hand in that, that body part if you need. And I want to pray for you. And, and uh, I'll, I'll pray for financial needs as well and everything that, 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 that God has put in my heart. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you, God, that you passionately pursue us and you love us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I, I bind up every ailment upon the body right now, upon the person's body right now in the name of Jesus, every pain to go right now, that body part, that joint, that bone, that muscle, right now in the name of Jesus, I bind you and I release healing upon your body right now. I release healing upon your body right now in the name of Jesus. Cancer has to go in the name of Jesus. Diabetes has to go right now in the name of Jesus. Back problems healed right now in the name of Jesus. Ear, hearings, uh, hearing problems he- healed right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke suicide and anxiety in the name of Jesus. I, re- I rebuke the, the, the lies of the enemy upon your mind right now in Jesus' name. I release the peace of love of God upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Love of Jesus filling your heart and your mind, knowing that God is good and the, the testimonies and, the, mem- uh, and the, the stories of God, what he has done, I feel that in your heart and your mind right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. And what I want to encourage you, just check, go ahead and check your body part. Check if it's feeling better. 
and, and just rejoice. Thank you, God, and say thank you, Jesus. And those of you online and, uh, and who needs more prayer, like what we announced uh, uh, earlier, that we will have uh, online prayer after the second service next week, and we'll be doing it uh, 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 every Sunday. I'm going to encourage you to, to meet us there, and we'll put up the link for you to, to click on that. We thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful morning. I bless all my brothers and sisters here, that you keep them healthy, safe, and well, and over, uh, overflowing of your blessings and love. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right. God bless you all. You are released. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm rising up with you. Rising up with you. Rising up with you. Rising up with you. You take me high on the wings of your truth. Yes, I'm rising up with you.